Today, inshallah, I want to talk about, we have been talking about the signs of, what are the signs of a weak faith, weak iman. Today, inshallah, I want to talk about a sin that perhaps many ulama, they are in agreement that this is the foundation of all the other sins. Or this is perhaps the foundation of many other sins. And we find that in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this and he mentions many other variations of this sickness. And that sickness is called greed. In the Quran, we find the word bukhal. Or even when you see a person who's extremely stingy, we say that he's a bakhil. Or we find also in the Quran the word shuh, which also means greed, greediness and stinginess. The question is, what is the difference between the two? First of all is that bukhal is you're stingy about something that you have. You have money, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you money. There's a call that gives some sadaqah, gives some zakat, gives some donations and so forth. A person withholds and says, I'm not going to give anything because I want to keep that to myself. That's called bukhal. What we're talking about today is shuh. That a person does not have, but you want it so bad that whatever it takes, you will try to get that. You know, there's a concept in our society, especially in this country, that no matter what it is, the ends justify the means. You probably have heard this concept. The ends justify the means. No matter how I get to my, my destination, how I do it, how I go about it, halal way, the haram way, I'm going to get what I want. Once again, in our deen, this does not exist. Because if that means that you have to take away other people's rights, if you do dhulm upon others, just because so you can get to your, just because you get what you want, this does not exist in our deen because that means that you're doing something that is wrong, thinking in mind that I'm doing something that is right overall. And so once again, the ends do not justify the means. But today I want to talk about, you know, first of all, this greed, how dangerous it is and what the Prophet has said about it. What are the cures of it? And not only that, but what causes uh, this greed? First of all is that, let's talk about how does it harm a person. First of all, Rasulullah he talks about this greed. And he says, he, he, he associates that greed with dhulm in a hadith. Rasulullah he says in a hadith, That stay away from oppressing others and taking away other people's rights. Because this dhulm and this oppression will be a means of darkness on the day of judgment. And darkness could be here, literally darkness, like when people are crossing over Jahannam. Or it could mean a metaphorical darkness, that just like in darkness, you have no idea what's going to happen. Likewise, this dhulm is going to be a means of darkness for a person on the day of judgment. And then Rasulullah he says, shuh, that stay away from greediness. And it makes you wonder, why would the Prophet mention greed and zulm in the same hadith? Because this shuh is what leads to zulm. When a person is consumed with greediness, that no matter what, I need to have this. And whatever way I have to go about to get this, then a person in many cases would commit zulm. And that is why Rasulullah in the same hadith he mentions that what has shuh, this greediness, how, how, how much has it affected other people? He says number one is, It has destroyed 
people. It has destroyed societies before you, and it has destroyed nations before you. Not only that, but it has led other people to commit bloodshed towards others. And the number three is, وَاسْتَحَلُّوا maharimahum, And it has caused people to make halal what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram. Because a lot of times, when a person wants to do something that is wrong, they have to have some kind of validation in their heart. So they think that because this is what Allah has made haram, but they will create a justification in their heart, and they'll try to make it halal, so that they will not feel guilty over the sin that they have committed. So this is Rasulullah telling us that how greediness, this shuh, how it destroys people. In another hadith, Rasulullah he tells us that if a person says that they have iman and a person has shuh, these two things cannot coexist in one heart of a person. Rasulullah says that when a person goes in the path of Allah, just like in the time of the Prophet when these people, they would go in the, in the path of Allah, when they would go for jihad and so forth, when they would go, they would travel through the deserts. The Prophet ﷺ says that the dust that gets on to the clothes of the person, the body of the person, the smoke of Jahannam cannot come close to that. Just like the smoke of Jahannam and the dust that has come on the body cannot come close to each other. Likewise, in the heart of a believer, Iman and greed and shuh cannot coexist. You are either going to have Iman or you're going to have shuh. If a person has shuh, then they will not have Iman. Or they probably have, of course, Islam, but they do not have a very strong level of faith. And that is why, once again, we remind ourselves that no matter what, we have to remove this greediness from our heart. Now, you may even ask that don't we all have greed? Okay, yes, do we want the dunya? Yes, we all want dunya. If I see someone that they have something, of course in our heart we're gonna want that. There's nothing wrong in wanting that. But we have to understand that that shuh has to be, if a person has that desire and that greediness in their heart, there's nothing wrong with that as long as we go about it the right way. But most of the times, people will not go about it the right way. And that is why we find in the hadith of Rasulullah another hadith that there are three things that are destructive to every single person. And one of those things is shuhun muta'un. Rasulullah did not just say shuh, but he says shuh muta'un. A shuh, a greediness that is obeyed. Meaning that whatever comes to your heart and you say, I have to do this or I want this, the fact that these desires are obeyed and you give in to these desires, this is destructive to a person. And that is why we also find that there was a tabi'i one time. He was, his name was Abu Al-Hiyaj Al-Asadi. He was doing tawaf around the Kaaba and he came across a man. And this man, he was making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, Allahumma qini shuhha nafsi. Oh Allah, protect me from the greediness of my heart. Now, this man, he went to this other man who's making dua and he says that you are here doing tawaf. People make all types of duas. But I've heard you in a while that you've been making this one constant dua for such a long time. Why this one dua? And this person, he says that 
this, if I am protected from the greediness of my heart, if I'm protected from the shuh of my heart, then I will be protected from major sins and I'll be protected from many other sins. And subhanAllah, who was this person who was saying this? This person was none other than Abdurrahman ibn Auf, the Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is a man who was amongst the Ashar al-Bashara and here he's making this dua constantly in the mataf, Allahumma qini shuh nafsi. Oh Allah, protect me from the, from the, from the shuh and the greediness of my heart. And not only that, but as I mentioned earlier, that how does it destroy people? First of all, it destroys the iman of a person. Because when a person says, I need to have whatever I want and whatever greed I have in my heart, it disconnects a person from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because a person never stops wanting more and more that there comes a point that you begin to realize that what's the limit to all these kind of things. So that is why the ulama, they say that when a person has an extreme high level of shuh, then their hearts are disconnected and severed from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not only that, but we see in the Quran how shuh has led to other crimes. We see from the story of Yusuf alayhi salam, this fa the fact that they had this jealousy. They did not have this. They had this jealousy that Yaqub shows Yusuf of more love and they were looking for that love and that mahabba and that caused them to create a plan to, to, to take care of their brother and to destroy their brother and so forth. This is what this is what shuh does. We also find that socially, how does it affect other people? Subhanallah, in the Quran, there is an ayah and it's so remarkable if you think about it that Allah says in Surah Al-Talaq, وَمَنْ يُوقَ شُحَّ نَفْسِهِ Whoever is protected from the greed of their heart, these people are successful. You know what's remarkable about this ayah? What's remarkable about this, about this ayah is that this ayah is mentioned where? In Surah Al-Talaq. You know, as an imam who deals with many divorces, okay, I deal with this daily, okay? I, if not daily, very often. I get calls nearly every on a weekly basis, three to four or five calls I'll get about divorces, okay? You know, subhanAllah, often in divorces, the Quran says, even if, there, if two people cannot get along with each other, you resolve the issue and you depart, and you part from each other in an amicable way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, فَإِمْسَاكُمْ بِمَعْرُوفٍ أَوْ تَسْرِيحٌ بِإِحْسَانٍ Walk away peacefully with respect of each other. Today, it's interesting, in the same surah, Allah is talking about talaq. In that same surah, Allah is talking about greediness. Which happens so often today, that when there are divorces, husband and wife are willing to rip each other apart. Destroy the kids' lives. It does not matter. The kids do not matter. Slanders and so forth, and destroy each other financially and so forth. This is not from the Quran and this is not from the Sunnah of Rasulullah. Interesting, the same shuh that Allah is referring to that destroys communities, that destroys families, Allah has mentioned that in Surah Talaq. You know, if you think about it, it's truly remarkable. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that we have to stay away from these things. Now, the question is that what causes this greed? Number one is discontentment of qadr. When you feel like that, 
there's a qadr, of course, there's nothing wrong in going and doing, wanting more and more, as long as we do it the right way, the halal way. But a person gets to the point that they are not content with what Allah has decreed for them, which caused them to have this greed. Another thing that causes this greed is enmity. You hate someone, you despise someone. And this is one thing, by the way, another definition of the shuh is that if you see someone, someone with something that is good, and what happens is that you want that. Shuh is... Shuh is that you want that person to be deprived of it, deprived from it, whether you get that or not. See, you see a person who has some good characteristic or they have something that is good. To make dua to Allah that, oh Allah, they have it, oh Allah, grant me the same thing and give them more. There's nothing wrong in making that dua. There's nothing wrong in making dua, ya Allah, grant me the same thing. But to, but to work hard and make dua to Allah and to work in a certain way that they are deprived from that, whether you get it or not, that is what shuh is. And this is once again, it destroys friendships, it destroys societies and communities. Another thing is arrogance. That once again, you feel that they are not, they're not entitled to it. I should be entitled to it. And once again, you work hard to take everything away. Last thing is, what are some of the cures of this shuh? Number one is, as we see from the, uh, from the athar of Abdurrahman bin Awf radiallahu an. Make this dua, even if it's small. Allahumma qini shuha nafsi. Allahumma qini shuha nafsi. Or one thing that I always urge parents to do especially, that how many times you post things on social media about your children, your children's accomplishments and so forth. How many times you go to a dawah, you go here and there, and you start talking about your children. Of course, I understand it's natural. Parents love to talk about the accomplishments of their children. It makes them feel proud of who they are and so forth. But at the same time, if you're someone who does this um, often, then making sure that you always recite Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas on your children. Surah Al-Falaq is protection from external, external evils, and Surah Al-Nas is protection from internal evil. When there are people who have hasad and they have greed and so forth, this is what causes even a lot of, if you see a lot of times people who commit black magic towards others and sihar, it, this is the reason behind all this. So this is why it is always very important. You recite Ayat Al-Kursi on your children, Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas on your children. It is absolutely important. Another thing that we can do in order to get rid of this, uh, this greediness and so forth is making a habit of giving. A person who is greed, they always want to take, take and take and take. But in order to change that, you got to learn how to start a little giving. You start giving a little, a little, a little, a little. And not only that, but when you start helping other people, that starts to change a person's heart. And not only that, but the last thing is, always think about this. Imagine you're doing something, something haram to someone else. You're doing dhulm towards someone else and you're taking away their rights and so forth. You're harming them. Ask yourself this one simple question. Imagine if you were on the receiving end. Imagine if you were on the receiving end of that harm. Imagine someone is coming to you and they're harming you and your family and so forth. You know how it feels. When you do the same thing to other people, the same thing happens to them too. Their heart is broken. Just like your heart can break, their hearts are also broken. If we keep that in mind, hopefully that will protect us from having greed towards the wrong things. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect our hearts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clean our hearts. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Oh,
وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا إ ن ا ل ذ ي ن ي ؤ ذ و ن ا ل ل ه و ر س و ل ه ل ع ن ه م ا ل ل ه ف ي ا ل د ن ي ا و ا ل آ خ ر ة و أ ع د ل ه م ع ذ ا ب م ه ي ن ا والذين يؤذون المؤمنين والمؤمنات بغير ما اكتسبوا فقد احتملوا بهتانا وإثما مبينا